When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to Unwinding. How are we doing? I hope you guys had a beautiful weekend and week. I missed you on Monday, but we are back. I have such a beautiful episode for you today. I don't even want to talk in this intro. I just want to get right into it because it's so, 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 so good. So this is the first book club episode. Now, before you turn it off and say, oh my God, I didn't read the book. I don't want to do that. I don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter. You don't have to read the book to enjoy this episode. And let me tell you, you are going to enjoy this episode, okay? Like, it's so raw. It's so vulnerable. It's so just, like, refreshing. And, oh, I just, I loved this conversation so much. I love Emily so much. And if you want to live a more fulfilling life, if you want to start manifesting more more beautiful things into your life, if you want to improve different areas of your life, whichever area it may be, this is the episode for you, okay? If you've been feeling, I don't know, cloudy for whatever reason, or you just want some inspiration for your day, this is the episode for you. So it doesn't matter if you've read the book, if you know what the book is, if you don't care about the book, it doesn't matter. You're still going to enjoy this episode. Um, It's just truly a beautiful conversation and I just loved it and I really needed it in the moment. And as I was listening to it again while I was editing it, I was just like, yes, bitch, yes, you know? So I'm just so excited for for you guys to listen to it. And by the way, the book is called The Four Agreements and it's a beautiful book. I honestly do recommend everybody read it because it's just one of those books that I think everyone could learn something from, you know, and whether you want to read it or not, I don't really care. You know, if you want to read it, great. If you don't, that's cool. You're going to love this episode regardless. And I think by the end of it, you're going to want to read the book. So I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy. Go give Emily some love. This is her third time on the podcast and I'm just going to keep making her come back because I love her so much. And yeah, grateful to Instagram, honestly, for bringing such beautiful people into my life that I literally now just consider friends and text and voice note on a regular basis. She gets like 10 voice notes a day from me. Okay, so yeah, let's get into this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please tag me if you're listening. DM me. Tell me what you thought. Tell me what you needed to hear. Tell me what resonated. It makes my day, honestly, and I just can't wait to hear what you guys think. So let's get into it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank is you. this your third episode? This is. The third? Love yeah. it. But this is our first book club and I'm so fucking excited because this book was everything, honestly, and I have to give you major props for picking it. And I that was one of my questions. Before we get into everything, why did you pick this book? Oh, good question. Um, I read this book maybe three years ago and it like started my like spiritual journey into like understanding like self-love and like confidence and it's such an easy read and I think the last time we spoke we were talking about yeah we were talking about like how do you start manifesting uh it was like manifesting for beginners and like this is such an easy beginner book to read so I feel like it goes hand in hand with the conversation that we had last time so that's why totally and yeah, I, I love it so much. I, fe- I thought I had read it, but I realized what I did was I had it on Audible. And I think I started listening to it, but I was just like, I I don't know. I didn't give it a chance, I think. So this was honestly my first time reading it through. Oh, was and it? it was, yeah. Yeah, oh. I realized that. I thought I had read it before, but I definitely had not because I was reading so many parts of it. And I was like, this is like, I would fucking, I love this. So, okay. I want this episode to be, you know, like, obviously our take on the book sharing mm-hmm. what we've learned from this book in the hopes that whoever's listening either maybe they'll want to read it too but if not if you didn't read it it's still going to make sense and hopefully like you can take what we've learned and like incorporate it and apply it to your life you know so 
Also, we have Ollie here, so if you hear if you hear anything weird, that's what's that's what's happening in the background. <laughs> so I want to do a little rapid fire before we get into like the juice of the episode. So okay, I already asked mm-hmm. you why you picked this book. Who would enjoy this book? Um, I think anybody who's like ready and willing to like upgrade their life in a spiritual sense. So like if you're ready for like you know, to start fresh or to start turn over a new leaf, something like that, where you need something um to guide you. Um, or to mm-hmm. fix certain aspects in your life that you're not really loving, I think like this is the perfect book to get you there because wow. there's such simple, um, simple facts and simple ways of doing things that anybody could apply it to their life. Agreed. Yeah. Rate this book from one to ten. So one, it sucked, and ten, obsessed. You know what? It's a ten for me. And I know that's yeah, like a pretty a big um, rating, but I this is the first book that I would recommend to anybody. Like when someone asks me what books should you read, I always say The Four Agreements. So to me, it's a 10. What it's about, so simple. Yeah. What about you? It's, yeah, I think I would give it a 10 too. Yeah. It's just like, it's so easy to digest. And I think like the concepts are so, so simple. Like mm-hmm. it truly is, it breaks it down in a way that like you can't not understand what he's saying. Yeah. And whatever situation you're in, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He's so not happy to be in here today. Um, Whatever situation you're in, I think there is something in this book that you could take and implement into your life if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, and then last question, readability score. So like one, literally had to take breaks to read this shit or 10, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, you know? Yeah, it's like a it's like a nine to ten for me, just yeah. because like it's such a short read and the author's so good at like taking the same concept and like rewording it a bunch of different times. Mm-hmm. So like by the time you're finished the chapter, you really got the idea of what he's saying, trying to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Okay, well, I mean, the book is called The Four Agreements, so I guess maybe we start like, what are the four agreements, and like we can get into them, kind of. Yeah, I wanted to read you something because. I wanted to read you one of my favorite little parts that I just read and I was like, this is so fucking true. And I just like, I just need to read this. Okay. Okay. So I love when he says it's on page 17 for anybody following. It's actually a good idea to call the page numbers. It's cute. Yeah. So he said, also 17 is my favorite number. So like, okay, just saying that is why humans resist life. To be alive is the biggest fear humans have. Death is not the biggest fear we have. Our biggest fear is taking the risk to be alive. The risk to, the risk to be alive and express what we really are just being ourselves is the biggest fear of humans wow okay lisa i have the second part of that underlined i do too like that whole thing i had <laughs> that, that whole chunk yeah it's so good because i just feel like like the last part where he says like we have learned to live by other people's point of view because because of the fear of not being accepted and, and of not being good enough for someone else and it's just like this stood out to me so much because for so many years in my life, it's been the um, this, like, conversation that I've been having with myself of, like, I'm not good enough. Like, that's mm-hmm. just been the conversation. And, again, I, I think people learn that through different ways, right? A lot of people learn that, unfortunately, in childhood or whatever, going through different things. For me, like, I kind of taught it on myself. Like, my parents never made me feel like that, you know? Mm. Which is, like, so sad. And it's so crazy how you can, like, literally teach yourself this narrative that then you choose to believe and that's what I did for years and years and years is believe that right and I was like choosing to believe that and thinking that if I changed all these things about myself then maybe I would finally feel good enough but the thing about that is like no one can give that feeling to you and Mm -hmm. I think that's the problem is I was looking for it in places that I was never going to get that feeling you know what I mean right I think also like on that point Like, the whole concept of the book is to talk about the meaning of agreement. So, like you said, it's, like, when we were born, and I think he explains in the first two chapters, like, when you're born, you are told these things by your parents or, like, a teacher or, like, a religious figure in your life, and you're told these facts, and because you're so new to this earth, you either agree or disagree, right? But because we're so young and we don't know better, we often agree, So then you grow up with all these agreements um, until you get to the point where it's like, okay, do I change these agreements? Um, And how do I rewrite it so I better my life? 
you know, there was an example of, um, in the book that I really loved and it was like, this little girl was like so happy and she was singing and she was like so happy to like hear her voice. And her mom came home after like a really stressful day and was like, stop singing. Like your voice is awful. And the little girl grew up to believe that her voice was awful and she never sang again. So it's like when you're young, you're kind of molded into these agreements. Um, and then this book, he's basically teaching that you need four different agreements to kind of rewrite your life, which is what you just said. It's like kind of, you know, how you were brought up versus like now you want to change and you're changing the narrative of your life. Yeah. Love it. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. just obsessed, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So wait, something else. I, I underlined so much shit in here. So like there's just so many quotes that I'm like, oh, like put this on a billboard. Like it's mm-hmm. just so good. Um, but actually in the next page and kind of in the same conversation, but it's like the problem is not what he says is like the problem is not that, you know, we're scared of rejection <clears throat> from other people, which like that's what we tell ourselves, honestly. And that's what I've been telling myself for so long, but it's more so that we don't accept ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to. And he says humans, puni- sorry, page 19, mm-hmm. humans punish themselves endlessly for not being what they believe they should be. And it's like, that's, it's the should, like, that's the, (laughs) Ollie, please, I need you to behave. So so pissed. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. Seriously. (laughs) I can't blame him, you know? Anyway, um, yeah, I just think like, not to get like so crazy, but like I did an episode on, I think it was on Monday about should Mm. and how we're always shoulding ourselves. Have you heard of this concept? Mm Mm-mm. So it's like, you know how we're always saying like, oh, I should do this. I should be, you know, so far ahead of my career. I should have, you know, $3 million in my bank account. I should be so much skinnier. Like we're always using the word should. And it's, it's dangerous because it's, it's implying that what you're doing right now or where you are right now is not good enough and you should be elsewhere. And so uh, a lot of different psychologists have, you know, conceptualized this to, explain to people that instead of saying the word should why don't you replace that with saying can will or am so like instead of saying i should work out today i really oh i should work out today say i will work out today when i finish my work or whatever it is like just changing the words and it just like it blew my mind i know it's so simple but like it blew my mind because even making those little changes in the way that you speak and the words that you use which like he talks about words so much which we'll get into like Dude, that's like life changing in my it opinion. Is. And so I'm I'm trying so hard to be like when I like I'm trying so hard to catch myself in the shooting. Like mm. they call it like you're shooting all over yourself. But it's so true. Don't like doesn't yeah. that happen to you? It's yeah, that's actually a manifestation technique where it's like if something is so far out of reach, um instead of thinking like, "Oh, I'm never going to get there," you would start the sentence with, "Wouldn't it be nice if" It's like, wouldn't it be nice if I worked out today versus like, oh, I should work out today. It's just, it's rewriting those little, like rewriting the conversation that you're having with yourself. Yeah. I had a note that I wrote down that relates to kind of what you said. Yeah, he's so mad. Um, It says humans are the only animal that pay a thousand times for the same mistake we make over and over again. Like we judge ourselves, we find ourselves guilty, then we punish ourselves. And they, he calls it like the judgment. Basically, it's like the peace in yourself that allows us to like blame and put guilt on ourselves just because we have this thing inside us that's like the judgment. I felt that so hard because he also says like we make a mistake and it's we don't let it go. Like we'll Mm-mm. sit on that and we'll sit on that and we'll dwell on it and we'll make ourselves feel bad and we'll 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 feel guilty forever and it's like we have to like learn to let things go and like learn to forgive ourselves and that part yep. like fucking hit home because I'm still thinking about things I did five years ago and and I'll <laughs> randomly think about it and be like why the fuck did you do that or like I'll make the simplest mistake and I'll just. It'll ruin my whole day. And I don't let myself do that anymore. But, like, I love that he pointed that out to be, like, you guys need to cut it out. Like, you guys need to, like, forgive yourselves and, like, stop. Okay, should we get into the first agreement? So. Sure. Yeah, so there's four agreements. Okay, so the first one is be impeccable with your word. And I feel like this is one of the biggest, I mean, 
if not it's, the largest one. Yeah, it's definitely the main one for sure. Because it's basically what you said with the way you say things changes your mentality, right? So if you're saying you can't do something, you're never going to believe that you can do it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, I wrote something down. I have your word is the power that you have to create. It is through the word that you can manifest everything, which is like, I feel so powerful because like once you understand the power you have when you speak things out loud, that's why like affirmations are so powerful because like you're saying it to yourself, like you're speaking it into existence. Um, Sorry, I I love that he starts with this one because again, I think like we overcomplicate things and I think there's so much um noise about manifestation and how to do this and how to do that and this and that it's like cool i love it like i love that people are talking about it so much i love all these different tools and practices and whatever the fuck i'm the first one to try anything you know what i mean but it all comes down to your word and it Mm -hmm. all comes down to the things that you're putting that you're verbalizing and the things that you're saying that you can do and the things that you're saying that are going to happen like how you speak to yourself how you speak to others how you communicate do you go through like do you do the things that you say you're going to do like it's 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 all about your word and that's honestly like I think what manifestation boils down to is just like what are you saying out loud about your life and what are you saying Mm -hmm. what are what are the things that you're going to do and that you want to do right like it's honestly pretty simple when you think about it yeah it's also like I took it in a way where it's like how you speak to other people as well yeah so like if you have someone special in your life and you're constantly name calling or putting Mm -hmm. them down like you're hurting that other person as well and also speaking into your own life so you're carrying that negativity to them and to yourself everything comes back and I like my mom has always like since I was little like what and it's like the golden fucking rule right treat others the way Mm -hmm. you want to be treated like we they teach this to us in kindergarten Mm-hmm. But yet it's so hard for some people. And I think some people don't – you know what another thing is? Like some people don't realize the power of their words and the strength that they that their words might carry. And I think – I was just going to say like some people assume that their words aren't going to be negatively received. And that's another one of the agreements is to mm-hmm. not make assumptions because you don't know how someone can take something but a, a big part of um this chapter that stood out to me is just how he talks about like limitations in a way mm-hmm. and it's like the things that we say that we can do and that we can't do those are limitations right and we're the ones that we i mean we choose to say that and again we learn that maybe through different experiences like the little girl singing or whatever example it might be But I love that he said, like, what spell can you break about yourself? Like, what are you telling yourself that you can't do? And I've been, like, fascinated with, like, this whole limitations thing because I feel like whether we realize it or not, there are so many things that we tell ourselves that we can't do or that we're not, like, supposed to do. Like, do you have – does anything come to mind to you, like, when you think about that? Of course. Like, even with, like, having my own business, yeah, like, you set – limitations on yourself you're like well this person or that brand is doing this but I can never get there or like how do they pump out all these products how do I do that I can't do that I don't have the funds I don't have this I don't have that on the audience right so it's like you set these limitations but it's like or you can be like okay like I can do that this is how I'm gonna try to do that here are my resources and my tools and like tap more into that positivity versus like looking at the comparison game, which is, like, something that I struggle with all the time. Oh, yeah, totally. And I think it's, like, for anyone who's listening, like, just think about that. Like, think about – it could be something silly. Like, I was thinking about this because I'm just I, – I take things so deep. Like, I don't – things don't have to be that deep, and I always take them so fucking deep. But it's, like, I always say I can't dance, right? Um, but I can't fucking dance. Maybe not well, but, like, I can dance. And – when guys like ask me to dance, I'm always like, oh no, like I can't, like I don't know how to dance or whatever. And it's like, stop saying that. Like, you're so stupid. Like you can dance like stupid shit like that where I'm like, oh, I can't wear that. Yes, you can. Like you might not feel comfortable wearing that, but like you can. Or when people say, oh, I wish, I wish I could pull that off. Bitch, you can pull that off. Like it's just like we do this in so many ways that might sound so simple, but ultimately it's like, we sometimes limit ourselves right and it's like mm-hmm. I was writing this list of um people that I wanted to reach out to to potentially have on the podcast right 
And in my head, I'm like, oh, dude, she would never even, like, read my message. And then I was like, okay, like, we don't have to be so mean to to, to ourselves. Like, you never fucking know. Like, why you are never you thinking know. that way? I don't want to think. Like, that is not thinking abundantly. And I'm sorry, my 2021 is going to be fucking abundant, okay? And that's yes. what you have to, like, put out there. And so I was like, I'm not going to think that way. Like, okay, maybe she's not going to get back to me right away, right? Or, like, in a few months. But, like... Who the fuck knows? Like, I, it's little things like that that I think will really, really, really change your day and just change your life. Yeah. I think people um, don't want to think too positive because they're preparing themselves for the worst, which is something that we've always, like, done. I've done that, too, where it's like you don't want to think too too far because, like, what if you don't get there? Your goals are too big. Um, But I feel like with this chapter and what he's trying to say is, like, speak nicely to yourself until you get to that goal so let's say you set your goal like okay I want this huge influencer on my podcast and you're like oh but she's never gonna reach out to me and like maybe she won't maybe she won't answer your message but it's how you speak to yourself during that process until you get a really massive person on your podcast you know that's that's kind of like what the chapter is about so like maybe you won't get there maybe you will but you probably have a better chance of getting there if you speak nicely to yourself and to other people Totally. And it's like, yeah, what's the alternative, right? It's like I could either sit here and wallow and be like, oh, she's never going to listen to me. She's never going to respond to my DM. That person's not going to listen to me either. I might as well not do that. Like, I'll just keep going down that road. And it's like, why the fuck do I want to think that way? Like, how is that going to serve my life? How is that going to serve my day? Not even life, but like me thinking that way about one thing. I always I feel like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like my dad would always say Absolutely. that. Like how you do the simplest thing, the simplest task is a reflection of how you're going to do bigger things in your life. Mm-hmm. And he always kind of like instilled that in me. So it's like if you think about if you think that way about one thing, like it's going to like trickle down into other things. So anyway, I just think this chapter for me is like huge because it you can really just take it so many ways and apply it to to so many different areas but do you want to get into the second one and tell us what it is the second agreement so this was my favorite because it's what I struggle with um so basically the second agreement is don't take anything personally same yeah I just everything for me is like a personal thing because it's like well, it's happening to me, so yeah. it's personal to yeah. me, but, like, what people don't understand, and this book made me understand, is that often when things happen to you, it's a reflection of the person that you're looking at versus yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're having an argument with your friend or a fight with a significant other, and they say something that hurts your feelings, it's most likely a reflection on them and their insecurities versus yourself and that was like so key for me to learn because once you once that clicks for you you approach situations or conflict or any type of contrast so differently well it's I mean agreed totally but it's you know projection like people are Mm -hmm. always project projecting their fears their insecurities um all those things they are projecting that in all the situations and interactions that they have and so but it's so this is a hard one for me as well because mm-hmm. I think it's my Scorpio moon but I take everything personally you know like I just I can't help it and I just have so many feelings and so they all I have so many feelings and so they get hurt really easily you know <laughs> yeah yeah I'm a very emotional person too so I get hurt all the time even wrote, when it's like yeah go ahead so in this chapter I just wrote page 53 Oh, okay. So this is this I I underlined this because I loved it. And he says, "Whatever people do, feel, think or say, don't take it personally. If they tell you how wonderful you are, they are not saying that because of you. You know you're wonderful. It's not necessary to believe other people who tell you that you're wonderful. Don't take anything personally." And I was like, "Holy shit, that's so crazy because it's so true. It's like it's so funny, right? Because if someone tells you you're beautiful, there's nothing to like you're taking that personally for sure you're like oh thank you like day made whatever but if someone tells you like you suck I don't know what my point was but like your whole day's ruined your whole day's day's ruined ruined. right but it's like we have to validate ourselves and that's why I underline this part is because once I think once we validate ourselves it will be so much easier and I think it's still easier said than done but I think it will be it's a lot easier once you know yourself and you know the things that you are you know the things that you aren't 
when someone does project something onto you and someone does say something that affects you, it's so much easier for you to kind of navigate it when you already know the truth. But that's where it's right. it's so hard for me. Like, that's really hard for me because I just – words just hold a lot of power for me. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes – and I'm very, like, what I say is truly what I mean. Sometimes I talk out of my ass, but, like, I, I really, like – I don't know. I clearly love to talk, right? And so – Mm-hmm. Sometimes people who like say things meaning like carelessly or whatever, like it really will hurt me because I just try so hard to not do that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But um, one thing that I've also learned this year is that like how you do things, not how other people do things. And I think I that's know. why this agreement is so powerful because like yeah. even though you're very meaningful with your words, it doesn't mean somebody else will be. And someone's going to come into your life and they might not be. So you can't really take it personally. I know. Because, like, it's going to affect you and you shouldn't let somebody else dictate your emotions, you know? I actually posted um, this book on my Instagram story the other day and someone responded to me and was like, you know, I love this book, but I didn't understand why he was saying that you shouldn't take something personally, even if it's positive, which is kind of like what you said. Yeah. And I said the same thing to her. I was like, well, I think what he's trying to say is that even if someone says something positive or negative, it shouldn't have that much of an effect on you where like it totally changes your mood because at the end of the day, you should know you're, let's say, beautiful. So if one person calls me beautiful and someone calls me ugly, it shouldn't be such a drastic change of emotions. Yeah. Yeah, it should be more, like, balanced where it's like, yeah, I know I'm beautiful or, like, you're ugly, but, like, yeah, no, I think I'm beautiful. Right. You know? Like, you should be more balanced. That's that's a huge one. That's such a good point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where probably a lot of us struggle, right, with – maybe not with beauty, but with whatever it might be. And um, for me, it's, like, I feel like I'm finally um, coming into who I'm supposed to be. I know that sounds so fucking cliche, but, like – it's taken me it. it's taking me a long time, you know, and so I'm still a little fragile in some areas, and so I think that's why I feel like validating myself is one of the biggest things I really want to like I feel like I'm getting there, but I feel like I still have work to do, and right. I think once I feel more confident in that, it will be so much easier for me to again not take things so personally and be mm-hmm. able to validate myself and not look for those external val external validations um which can be so addictive in a way it's crazy but like it yeah. can right um anyway i loved is loved your this is your love language words of affirmation bitch you know yeah. it yeah 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 i could tell i'm like when you said that like it means so much i'm like 100 percent. oh yeah like yeah it's a big big thing for me too it's not my top but it's a big thing for me what's your top physical touch Oh my god, that's my last one. Like I'm the prickliest. Oh really? I know I'm the prickliest human. <laughs> like unless I'm drunk, then I will fucking hug a tree. Like if I'm drunk, like yeah. I'll be all over everyone. I'm I'm. That's just not how I show affection. And then my dad was the same way. So I think that's where I got it because my mom is super touchy. My mom like loves to just cuddle and snuggle, whatever. Um, that's her love language for sure. I mean, oh I, I always have to like be touching someone at all times like if I'm with my sister like my leg is like always touching her. oh no like I always okay. have to be like touching another human at the same time. <laughs> I'm not like that I don't care oh, though I... like I have a lot of friends that are super touchy and I don't care if anything it kind mm-hmm. of brings it out of me yeah. you know what I'm saying because I think there's like a I think there's a physical touch in there like for sure but I think I like it's not the top so somebody will people, bring it out of you some people bring it out of me but it's not my natural instinct right. to be like affectionate like that Okay, should we, is there anything else we want to say about? Um, yeah, I actually want to say one of the quotes that I underlined because it was so powerful for me. I actually posted on my story too. Um, but it says, even the opinions you have about yourself are not necessarily true. Therefore, you don't need to take whatever you hear in your own mind personally. Which that part I think fucked like, me up. I think that's so good and so true because like if you have a bad day or something's bringing you down, your thoughts turn a bit negative, right? So if you're believing yourself, like you just downward spiral, like all the way down. It's so, so fucking it's like, true. Like your thoughts aren't always true. Like No. I could be, like you're saying, like I could call you and be like, I just feel like I'm useless and I feel like why am I posting this? And you could be like, are you kidding me? Like I loved it. I needed this. I love, like it's so crazy. And I think it's, 
it's so relative. I think it's so relative to like what you're going through, your mood. Those are the thoughts you're going to have, right? And so I lo- when he said that, I was like, oh, that's so fucking true. Like I could feel, yeah. it's almost like, you know, I don't want to keep making this about appearance, but it's just a good example. It's like 500 people could tell you you're beautiful, but if you don't believe it, it's it's useless. Like you'll believe your thought, which is probably wrong, right? And again, right. beauty is subjective. But like, I'm just saying it's 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 really a good reminder to always be checking your thoughts and realize that sometimes they might be wrong. Like you're not always right, especially yeah. by yourself. It's crazy, it's almost especially by yourself because we're so critical. So critical. It's crazy. Yeah. I think we talked about this last time I was on the podcast, but like when something comes to my mind that's like super negative, I say like cancel, cancel, cancel. I think you yeah. you made a TikTok that you like you say something else, but it's that that point where like you notice it, you're aware, and then you shift your mindset into canceling yep. those negative thoughts and going to something more positive. Right. Because Which I again, think is so I think, powerful. Oh, totally. And I think, you know, I think it's really hard to control your thoughts all day because we have so many and it's just, it's hard. But I think that you can 100% control what you're verbalizing and what you're putting mm-hmm. out there and what you're saying. And why are you smiling? No, because I agree so yeah. much. Like, it's yeah. like, I this was my main problem was like the things I used to tell myself. And like, I would take everything personal. Like, I, like before this book, like what I would, would you I tell, smile because like, I was you, like remembering. Give me an example. What would you tell yourself? That was negative. Um, just like, share. yeah, like, well, in relationships, you know, like if, if, you know, my partner wasn't calling me beautiful or if my partner wasn't saying like, wow, you're so smart or you're doing so well, like, wow, I'm so proud of you. If they weren't saying that to me, I felt like I wasn't valued or that I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't versus me being like, no, like I'm fucking killing it. Like, I should have my own self-confidence and not need somebody else to tell me those things, right? That kind of goes back to like being impeccable with your word more than take things personally, but it could be the opposite, right? It's like, well, if he didn't say like how special I am today, then I must not be special. And that's like a me problem. So that was like- That happens to me all the fucking time. Yeah. All the time. It's like, oh, he didn't text me today. He didn't call me today. Like, then your mind spirals, 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 spirals versus like okay people have lives like it does and it goes into the third agreement so perfectly because I was once in like before my relationship I was in that situation like where I was like oh he is not answering me because he probably doesn't want to hang out because I did one two three four five you know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like and he's like oh I, I was sick all week sorry okay so don't make assumptions is the third agreement and this is such a big one because Actually, I'll let you take, kick, kick this one off. Tell me why you like this one. Okay. I like this one because I th- I think that humans are very intuitive. But I also think there's a difference between intuition feelings and then ego feelings. Mm. And I think that's where humans make assumptions. Because, like, intuitively, you can probably have a gut feeling about something. But it's not creating a situation up in your mind. Right. So maybe like a job opportunity, you get a job opportunity, you go for an interview, your gut feeling is that it went really, really, really well. But then you make up a scenario where it's like, oh, I'm going to get this job. I'm going to start Monday. It's going to be so amazing. I can see myself in the position. And then like maybe you don't get the job and you're like devastated, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas, you know, you're kind of making that assumption in your mind versus being like, oh, I felt really good about it. Whatever happens is meant to happen and I'm just going to allow it to happen to me, right? And I think a lot of females are guilty of this because we have a certain picture in our minds of how we want things to go um, and like how we want things to happen in our lives, but like we can't control it, you know? Like we're not able to control every aspect that happens to us um so if something you know if there's like a pause in a conversation with someone you're speaking to or like someone's not being as attentive to you you often think the worst case scenario and you make assumptions and you're not giving the person the benefit of the doubt and that is what kind of ruins relationships for either friendships or like romantic relationships it's so real right and it's like we Mm -hmm. oh my gosh there's so many things i could say about that but you're so right and it's like 
we assume that people know what we need and we assume that Mm -hmm. people know what we need to hear and we assume that we know what people are thinking and what they're going through and it's we can't make these assumptions it's so dangerous to make these assumptions because like you said then you carry then you create a story and once you create a story and you plant the seed, a lot of the, like you'll you'll start to b- believe so many. You believe things. it. You believe it. And that's the dangerous part, yeah. right? It's like I think, and he talks so vividly about communicating your needs. But I think if we're talking about like twenty twenty one and interpersonal relationships in twenty twenty one, it's I think we're often scared to communicate our needs because we don't want to come off as needy. We don't we don't want to come off as too much. We don't want to all these stupid fucking labels where it's like that should be like a basic like friendship, dating, relationship requirement and and necessity to communicate your needs and not feel bad about that. And like um, I'm definitely the person in a relationship who needs like attention. Like I'm just that that's just me. Like I'm lovey dovey. I need attention. I need you to tell that. me that like, you know, but like. The right person, like you said, there's going to be a person that's going to say, okay, Lisa needs to have a little more like affirmations or, you know, something in into your relationship. And he's going to be able to do that versus making you feel like, no, I shouldn't have to tell you all of these things. You right. Know? And it's like, I think this go, I think this goes so hand in hand with like your love language and like how you feel loved and how you feel cared for. And I think that you should want the people in your life whether it's someone you're dating or your closest friends or your family you should want don't you want them to feel loved like don't you want them to feel like you're providing them love and so I think it's so important to like a recognize what that what their love language is and b work on providing that for them and you might have to make an adjustment it might not be the way that you're used to showing love but if you care about that person and you want that person to feel loved then you're going to like make the effort to do that and it shouldn't like, we shouldn't have to feel apologetic for asking for our needs to be met. It's like, that's isn't that why you're in a fucking relationship? Like, isn't that why you have close friends and best friends? Like, yeah. isn't that the whole point? Like, why do we feel, oh, my God, I'm not going to say that because he's going to think I'm so needy. Bitch, I'm needy. Like, deal with yeah. it. Like, I'm also a great yeah. fucking time and I'm fun. And, like, yeah. I also have needs. Like, why yeah. are we up? It's like, after him, I was like, fuck that. Like... I don't want to have to apologize for that. Like, it's just how I am. And I think it's, again, changing the words. Instead of saying, yeah. like, I'm so needy. No, I'm passionate. I, Passion is a like, good one. Like, change the words. Why do we always, yeah. like, why do we always connect feelings and emotions as, like, you're sensitive, you're too much, you're over. Do you want to you wanna go date a robot? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, I agree with you. And I think also um, with the whole like don't make assumptions on that note, it's like you also can't assume that the other person knows what you need. If you haven't right? vocalized so, like, it, yeah. Exactly. So for you saying like, you know, I did vocalize it or like I didn't know if I should or like we often think those things. Like if you don't, then you're assuming the other person knows what you need and can meet you halfway. But if they don't read minds, right? So, like, they don't understand what you're trying to... What you're thinking or how your style, like, your love language is. Like, they don't know those things. So, you can't assume that they're not loving you the way you want to be loved because you haven't communicated it to them. I think the biggest, like, word in this chapter is, like, communication. Like, you have to communicate. Mm -hmm. And also to yourself, right? Like, Mm -hmm. he says, I wrote on page 69, like, you also sometimes have assumptions about yourself, He says, we also make assumptions about ourselves, and this creates a lot of inner conflict. Um, Quote, I think I'm able to do this. You make this assumption, for instance, then you discover you aren't able to do it. You overestimate or underestimate yourself because you haven't taken the time to ask yourself questions and to answer them. Perhaps you need to gather more facts about a particular situation, or maybe you need to stop lying to yourself about what you truly want. I loved that because I don't think we... I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for everyone, but like, I think more people need to spend more time thinking about the things that truly fulfill them and the things that they truly want. Like I said, sorry, I said this in Monday's episode and I said, when was the last time you actually sat down with yourself and asked yourself, what do I want? Yeah. I feel like you and I are good at this because we're like woo woo bitches and we love all this stuff and we're very in tune with ourselves. 
I was just gonna say, I mean, I just did it. But that's because I was like forced <laughs> to know, sit down and be like, what do I want now? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, woo woo bitches have an easier time <laughs> to like, figure it out. I love it. It's true though. It's no, true. No, it's true. But yeah, I, I love that quote. I actually had it underlined too. But um, another part that I had underlined was we have millions of questions. It's, sorry, it's page 68. Um, we have millions of questions that need answers because there are so many things that re- the reasoning mind cannot explain. It is not important if the answer is correct, just that the answer itself makes us feel safe. And I think that's why we make assumptions because I said this a little earlier, but it's almost like um, we make assumptions so we have our guard up. So we're not like, I just lost my train of thought, but I'm trying to say, yeah, exactly. Or it's like, we're not reaching too far for the stars or like too high or like, you know, like we're always we having like a safety net. Exactly. Yeah. We love, we, we love to be comfortable. And I think for a lot of us thinking or dreaming too big, we feel like we're either not deserving or it's too far. That's too far. It's going to take too long. Mm-hmm. It's this, it's that. And I think that, I mean, I think that's bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah, this one is so interesting. I'm curious to see your, or hear your thoughts. So the last agreement is to always do your best. And, I mean, how do I summarize this one? I think, like, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Like, just by reading the title, like, he just speaks about how this goes hand in hand with all the other ones. And he speaks about how if you do your best, no matter what situation you're in, it's almost like that's, that's you, you did your best. Like that there's nothing exactly. more, right? Like it's like, I wrote, it's almost like you can't overthink it because like, yeah, if, you're doing if your you best, do like, your, it's your best, it's your best, it's your best. And you yeah. feel good about that because it's like you did the best you can do at that moment. And right. that's comforting to know. Yeah. I wrote page 80. I underlined, on the other hand, if you take action just for the sake of doing it without expecting a reward, you will find that you enjoy every action you do. And I loved this because he talks a lot about, I love how in the beginning of this conversation you said like he's so good at reiterating the same thing over and over, but like in different ways that makes you think about different things. Because in this chapter, though he's speaking about always doing your best and you know, making sure that you're impeccable with your word as best you can and doing the Mm -hmm. best you can to not make assumptions and communicate the best you can, all these things. He also talks about not doing things, expecting something in return. Right. And he mentioned this, he mentions this a lot in the book and he, and he speaks about, you know, how some things will have a reward. And if that reward does come to you, that's amazing. Right. But it's so, there's so much value in not doing so many things or anything really expecting something in return so it's like do your best no matter what the return is going to be do do your yeah. best no matter what the outcome is like always mm-hmm. be impeccable with your word and treat people nicely and use the right words and kind words even if someone isn't doing that with you mm-hmm. and so I love that he like kind of wraps it up like that because I think as humans, we have expectations, right? We have expectations mm-hmm. in our friendships, in our relationships, in our work, and in, in, with ourselves. And it's hard not to, not to have them. But I think we'll be a lot happier. Um, and I find myself a lot happier when I get rid of those expectations, though sometimes it is hard. But, um, yeah. What do you think yeah, about that? Yeah, and also, um, I wrote this down. I thought it was really powerful. I don't know what page it's on because I wrote it in my notes, but... Um, he said, your best isn't going to be the same from one moment to the next. Oh, yeah. So it depends. Like day to day, if that was your best today and tomorrow you can do a little bit better, then that's your best tomorrow. And like yeah. you shouldn't judge yourself on like how you react in a situation or how, or how you treated someone. Because if that was that. your best in the moment, then that's your best. I love that. And yeah, something that else I hearted, he said, mm-hmm. action is about living f- in this chapter too. He says, action is about living fully. In action, inaction is the way that we deny life. And I just love that because, like, I mean, you can apply that to fucking anything, but it's, like, you can choose 
to do your best whenever, right? Like you can choose to be impeccable with your word as much as you possibly can, like you said. And some days you're going to be better at it than, than others. But if that was the best that you could do that day, given the circumstances of life, that was the best that you could do. And like that's what you can go to bed feeling good with for. You yeah. Know? I don't know if you feel this way, but like when I like experience any type of conflict and I react poorly, I feel like shit for like two oh, days same. straight. Because I'm like, I could have done better. I could have acted better. Like, why did I do that? Why did I blow up like that? I could have done so much better. And I'm like, so hard on myself. Because I'm like, I know better. Like, I could do better. So I think like... you're human. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that it's like, you need to be easier on yourself or on ourselves. Um, And that's why I love when he said, like, your best every day is going to look different. Totally. Right? He also says on page 84, he says, we don't need to know or prove anything just to be, to take a risk and enjoy your life is all that matters. Say no when you want to say no and yes when you want to say yes. You have the right to be you. You can only be you when you do your best. When you don't do your best, you are denying yourself the right to be you. I just love that because I think like not to get morbid, but like life is so short and sometimes I think we say yes when we really mean no and I think sometimes we say maybe because we don't want to let someone down and I think it's like fuck that like if it's not a fuck yes like say no like just say Mm -hmm. what you mean and I really like I think last year or maybe two years ago and I feel like a lot of my friends would agree that I was kind of flimsy on my word in the sense of like I was also going through a lot of shit so I'm not like justifying myself but like I was really going through a lot of shit and so you know when people would invite me to do things, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, that would be a no. But, like, I would disguise it as a, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would always, like, flake. I was very flaky. And I just was like, listen, I don't want to be someone who's not – who people can't confide – or not confide in, but, like, I don't want people to, like, not Rely believe on. me. And, and Right, yeah, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be unreliable. Like, that's not how I was raised. That's not who I am. And so I made it a promise to myself and I was like, I'm going to say what I mean more often, even if it's hard, even if I'd rather disappoint someone, you know, even if that means disappointing someone, um, because ultimately you're going to end up disappointing someone anyway, if you're saying yes and you say no, and then you say, yeah, like, it's like, it's, you, you should just be straight with your word, right? Be impeccable Mm -hmm. with your word. And so I started saying what I meant and I started just being so much more honest and stop bullshitting excuses and just being like, yep. And then when I said yes, I said to myself, you said yes, you're going to go. Right. And I think like, yeah, I just think that we need to say what we want, you know, and not yeah, be, I, not be sh- ashamed of it. I agree. I actually underlined almost all of page 84 and 85. So it's obviously, and you just read from 84. So like those two pages are like super, super powerful. But on page 85, and this is literally what you just said, but the second paragraph says, which is like exactly what you said. Um, He writes, don't expect that you will always be able to be impeccable with your word. Don't expect that you will never take anything personally. Don't expect that you will never make another assumption, but you can certainly do your best. And I think that is just so comforting to know. That's what you needed to read right now because Mm -hmm. you can't feel bad for reacting a certain way because that was the best you, that's the best you had in that moment right the best yeah this book is just fucking everything honestly like i there's so many quotes in here that i could just like reiterate and read and read and read let's wrap it up so then he goes into breaking old agreements right so first he introduces us to these four agreements and how we should try to implement them in our life and i love that he like really really touches on the fact that it's not gonna happen overnight like you can't just like do all these things at once and everything's going to be perfect. Like you have to implement them, especially if that if you haven't been doing these things and you have to get rid of old agreements that you've been doing and slowly introduce these new ones, right? And so what did you highlight in the in this chapter in breaking old agreements? Um, so I wrote down a couple notes. Um, the first thing that stood out to me is that how the first step is always awareness because like if you're not aware of like what you need to break, then like you're never going to do it. And I think these right. four agreements also help like shine a light on areas you might need to work on Mm -hmm. um I know for me it did so for me like once I was aware after reading this book it was like 
perfect on how to break it. One quote that he said that I wrote down that was huge was, your life is the manifestation of your dream and you can change your life anytime you're not enjoying it in the dream. Yeah, I just want to show you because I underlined it and exclamation pointed it because I was like, fuck, I felt yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It's That's so like crazy. so good. It's well, so it's, good. It's, like, it's, it's so refreshing, right? Yeah. It's so like comforting to know that like there are things that you can do to change your life. I think he also said like he focused on three things to implement if you're trying to break old habits. And like you said, the first one is awareness. And I think that's like such a big thing in general is just like being aware of know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know your flaws. Like there's nothing wrong with them. We all have them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having them, right? Being aware of them is so important because if you're not aware of them, there's nothing you there's nothing you can fix. If you don't exactly. want to face the shit that you have to deal with and things that are not that great about yourself, how are you going to change them? So awareness, he talks about awareness, then transformation, which is a mm-hmm. slow process and a different process for everyone. And then he talks about intention. And I just think like, I love that he talks about like facing your fears like one by one, right? Because it's like, all these things that we might not like about ourselves we're like fearful of them because we don't really want to like accept the fact that we're flawed and imperfect even though like every fucking person is flawed and imperfect and so uh, he just talks about developing awareness this is what i wrote he like to develop awareness of all the self-limiting fear-based beliefs that we have and instead to start to take inventory of your life your thoughts and your emotions And I think, like, it's just such a refreshing and and comforting thought to know that, like, your brain is malleable. Like, you can change a lot of the patterns that you have and a lot of the thoughts that you have. Um, You're not stuck. You're not a tree. I also just want to disclaim. I always feel the need to disclaim this because I know that we all have different mental struggles, right? So it's like I don't want to invalidate someone's struggles. But I think, again, everyone's going to apply this to their life in in a different way. I want to ask you something. He he taught where which which page was this? I didn't write down the page, but he talks about facing your fears. He's he uses the words demons. Like facing your demons is like facing your fears and the things that you don't maybe like about yourself or maybe things that you just have to work on, right? And he says that facing your fears is kind of like going into the desert because you're alone, you're face to face with your shit. And it made me think, like, wow, like so when when do you feel like was the last time you were in the desert? Honestly, right now, like I feel like I'm going through something where I'm facing something big, a big change in my life that's like super frightening and super scary, but I kind of have to do it by myself and for myself. And that's like a whole transformation. I'm about to go through a transformation is what I would say. So yeah, like right now, like as we speak, so, and it has been for like the last week. um, So I'm curious to see like how- How's the desert feeling? How does it how does it look right now? It looks okay. It looks okay because I know I have so many resources and tools because I've done all this work before. So now yeah. I feel like I'm better equipped to go through contrast. Whereas in the past when I've gone through these types of emotions and experiences um, that are very difficult, I feel like it was scary. I felt alone. I felt unsafe. I felt like I had no idea what direction to go in. I was just like waiting. It would crumble you. Oh yeah. It was like, I was just so scared, so scared and so alone. Cause like you're in the desert alone. Right. Whereas now I feel like I have support. I know how to get myself yeah, out of alone. it. Yeah. So different. What about you? When was the last time I was in the desert? Oof. It's crazy. Right. Cause I feel like, I feel like I visit the desert all the time. <laughs> I mean, we but do. But in different in different ways, yeah. I feel like when was the last time I was facing some shit? I mean, to be honest, like I think this week I paid a little visit to the desert in the sense of like I I feel like I've gone through a huge transformation like internally in the last few months of just like accepting my shit and like finally I feel like I'm I'm truly my own friend. Like I know that sounds cliche but it's so true it's taken me so fucking long finally feeling like myself finally feeling like this is who I am like finally feeling okay with being like this is who I am and some people are gonna like it some people are not gonna like it and that's fine and I think this week I just kind of felt one of my biggest fears is losing my mom because she's the only family I have blood related 
well, not that I have other family that's blood related that's alive, but they just don't play a part in my life, which is really sad. And so one of my biggest fears is always about my mom. And it's always like, I just feel so protective of her. And I hate the feeling of like, I feel like I have all my eggs in one basket, you know, because my dad's gone and like, she's all I have. Right. Right. And so I, 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 I sometimes spiral and it makes me like just sad and I start to get anxious and I start to not be present. And so this happened to me this week. I just, I think it was, I'm telling you the moon and like the eclipse and all these emotions. Like I just... I'm human like I'm a tough bitch and I'm super independent but I also like have fears and that's one of my biggest fears and it just like will trickle into other parts of my life right and so I was talking to one of my best friends about this yesterday and she was like your eggs are definitely not in one basket they're definitely scattered and you have to remember that like you have so much so many people in your life that are not blood related but they're family like they are your family and it's so true and I I'm I you know thank god for that every day but it's definitely like I have to sit with myself and remind myself like I'm gonna be okay no matter what happens and I also just like I think it also has to do with like grieving my dad which is something I just like I thought I did really well but I didn't you know and so it's like all those feelings hit me at once it's like I miss my dad and then I am so scared of losing my mom like it just it's so sorry I didn't mean to get like sappy but it's just it's a huge fear and I think it's still tied to like a lot of healing that I have to do. And so, yeah, sometimes I visit that desert and I visited it this week. So I will tell you, like you've obviously gone through way tougher things that I have, but I have the exact same fear as you. Sometimes I think about like my parents, like my grandparents are very sick right now. And like my grandmother raised me and I think about like how one day she's just not going to be with us anymore. And like, oh, I've never had anxiety ever in my life. And, like, that truly... That gives you anxiety. I feel what it's like to be anxious. Like, it is not yeah. a good feeling. So I, I totally feel you on that one. I probably go in the desert a lot, too, for that. It's crazy because... I'll just say this and we'll continue. But when I was little and I was growing up, um, I would always say, like, oh, my God, I would die if something happened to my parents. Like, I would die if something happened to my mom. I would die if something happened to my dad. Like, you never think you're going to be that per- – like, me, I never thought I was going to be in that boat ever. Like, ever. When I'm t- I, when I say, like, this – that fucking shook me to my core. It's like, I mean it. Like, I never in my wildest dreams thought that would happen. And then it happens to you and you're just like uh, – and now I'm supposed to just, like, keep going? Like, as yeah. if nothing – you know, it's like you don't – it's, it's crazy. Like you, sometimes your, your life puts you in these positions that you don't ever think you're going to be in. And you think that if you were in that position, you're going to die. But then you realize like, no, like you, you find ways to carry on, to carry on. Yeah. And it's, we're so much stronger than we think we are, which is a beautiful thing. Right. But anyway, that desert is not that fun, you know, but no, um, he also (laughs) had, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, tell me, tell me. Okay. Um, he also had another example, something like the desert, but he was talking about like a parasite. Like if you have like a mm, three-headed yeah. monster, like how would you approach it? Like you can approach it in so many different ways. So if you have this thing in your life that you want to tackle, like how would you do it? He's like, you can either do it like like head on, like fear by fear, work through it. Um, the second approach is to stop feeding the parasite and let it starve. So stop feeding those ideas in your head. Um, and the third is called initiation of the dead. And so we die symbolically and then the parasite has to die because that piece of you has died. You know, it's a little extreme, but like, I really liked that because it was like, there's so many different ways that you can handle these situations and not just like a one size fits all. Totally. And I think like... Mm. He also really touches on repetition and how, mm. like, he said, put repetition into action and repetition makes the master. So I think what he was, the context of it is, like, if you're trying to break these habits and these old agreements that you've had, the only way you're going to do that is by replacing them with new agreements that make you happy and repeating them, like, doing them constantly. And I think that goes hand in hand with a lot of the things that you and I talk about in these episodes where it's, like, people think it's, like, a one one quick fix right of like no like this is stuff you do every day like affirmations as much as you need them and 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 reading and putting in the work like I think the only reason why not the only reason why but like when you were just saying how like you're 
so much more capable right now of handling a shitty situation is because of all the work and repetition that you've put in for so long. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like once you go through that, I feel like now I have the tools to go through it again because I've gone through that dark point in my life already and I got out of it. So, like, I did it before and I can do it again. And, like, I'm just going to use those tools again and do everything that I did in the past and I know I'll be okay. Oh, yeah. And now your toolbox is even, like, amplified, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Mm -hmm. So then the last chapter is Heaven on Earth. And what do you think of the ending? I feel like it, like, wraps it up really, really well. And for those of us that don't have any knowledge on, like, manifestation or creating your own life or, like, being, like, allowing yourself to truly be happy and understanding that you deserve happiness. Like, we were placed on this earth to be happy, to be loved. Um, I think he does a really good job of explaining it, as he did for the entire book. I actually underlined the second or third sentence and says the dream you are living is your creation it is your perception of reality that you can change at any time I think I've underlined that point in the book so many times because it's like my favorite thing to reiterate that like you control your own life if you don't like something remove it if you don't like something about you attempt to alter it you know there's like you truly create what you see in front of you Going off of that, I love that one too. I underlined on 126, he says, the reason I ask you to imagine these things is because, well, because, sorry, before then he says, imagine that you love yourself just the way you are, you love your body just the way it is, and you love your emotions just the way they are. You know that you are perfect just as you are. That's a little bit of a stretch, okay? Like, I'm not perfect, but like, it's, it's okay. I get what you're trying to say. But then he says, the reason I ask you to imagine these things is because they are all entirely possible. You can live in that state of, in the state of grace, the state of bliss, the dream of heaven. But in order to experience this dream, you must first understand what it is. I don't know why that stood out to me, but I just like, I love that he just makes these things so attainable and so like he makes it so simple, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's Mm -hmm. our choice. You know, a lot of it is our choice. And he gives us all these tools that we can just implement in order to to get there you know I feel like I had one more he says you may not have a reason to love but you can love because to love makes you so happy and I Mm. loved that because it just goes into like do things because you want to not because of what someone's going to give you back or so or whatever like doing things without expecting anything in return I think that's like doing your best right right and I think honestly like my last question for you is because you've read this book. Oh my god, that's the first time I saw a picture of him. He looks so really? happy. Look at that. Yeah, I Look know. Look at that cutie. Um, you've read this book more than once. Yeah. What felt different this time? I think so. The first time I read it, I was like in a very low vibrational place. So like, to me, when I when I first read it, I was like, whoa! Like, how do I live this life? Like, how do I get here? And I feel like reading it for the second time, I am here. So I was reading things being like, yup, 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 check mark. So yeah, I was like, I, so I looked back being like, wow, I actually was able to apply the four agreements to my life in the last three years. And reading it again, I was like, I was, I remembered how I got here and all the things that I did. And I would tell myself, like, don't don't assume, don't assume, don't assume. Don't take that personally. Don't take it personally. Oh, I love that. Yeah, like, through for three years until I got here. So yeah. reading this, I was like, wow. Like, I didn't think I was ever going to get to this place where I can apply all of these agreements and live an actual happy life. Um, and then yeah. obviously, like, in my desert right now, I read it like, during it. So, like, I feel like I had the tools and it came at such a good time to be like, remember this remember all these things divine timing so crazy yeah honestly thank you for suggesting this book because I just feel like this is one of those books that you could pick it up you could open it random page and you'll find a gem yeah like it doesn't matter what I could open it to any page and find something in there to be like wow felt that yeah And those are the kind of books that I think are so impactful because they just, they'll always have something, a little wisdom for you, you know? I love it. I love it. I love this so much. I mean, we could keep going, you know, but I think we covered it. And I think like, I feel like this conversation 
probably will convince some people to go read this book. Like, I think, and if you don't, you're missing out, honestly, because it's so short and sweet and life-changing. So powerful. Yeah. Seriously life-changing. And I bet in a couple of years, you're going to look back and, like, read it again and be like... Anyway, mm-hmm. just want to wrap this up. Say thank you for third time's the charm for coming back. Yeah, thanks for having and me back. Of course. And for recommending this gem to us because it was amazing and exactly what I needed right now. So, honestly, timing is... Me too. Me too. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.